What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 10 tight end start sits. So breaking down all 14 week 10 matchups, talking about every single fantasy relevant tight end, and then listing them as either a start, fringe option, or a sit. The starts are going to be the players you feel comfortable firing up as either your high end tight end ones or your mid tier tight end ones. The fringe options, these are going to be more of your back end tight end ones to high end tight end twos. And then the sits, these are going to be players that you would prefer to keep on your bench or potentially not even on your fantasy football roster. Let's dive right into the uh, Thursday night matchup where we have the Panthers taking on the Bears. For the Panthers, aside from like week one and maybe one other week, Hayden Hurst really has not been very relevant for fantasy football. So he's going to be a pretty clear sit for me here on Thursday night football. And then for the Bears, I do think whoever the starting quarterback is could kind of impact how I'd view Cole Komet. Um, he had a really rough first game with Bajent, but since then, the last two weeks, he has put up two very impressive fantasy games. So I'd say he's a pretty solid start if Bajent is at quarterback. If it's Fields, he could still be like start adjacent, but he's probably more of a back end tight end one if Justin Fields is at the quarterback position. But I still think he's playable either way. Now, shifting over to Sunday, we have the Colts taking on the Patriots. These are going to be two pretty clear sits for me. For the Colts, I mean, they're just running a tight end by committee here. So Kylan Granson, definitely going to be a sit for me. For the Patriots, Hunter Henry actually had a decent day last week, but it was really his first relevant game since the first two weeks of the season. Just not a lot of consistency week to week. Maybe with the injuries at the wide receiver position, he starts to become more relevant. But at this point, not someone I want to be firing up in my fantasy football lineup. We're going to have a divisional matchup between the Browns and the Ravens. And I think we have two pretty fantasy relevant tight ends here, starting it off with David Njoku. He's been on a nice little run here. The Browns do draw a really tough matchup here against the Ravens. So I do think that hurts Njoku. He's probably more of a back end tight end one this week, but I do think he's interesting moving forward. Now that Deshaun Watson's back, I do think he's someone you can rely on a little bit more than when we had like the backups filling in for Watson. On the other side for the Ravens, the current tight end two on the season, Mark Andrews, you're going to fire him up as the tight end one this week because we have Travis Kelsey on bye. The next matchup is going to be the Texans taking on the Bengals. And for the Texans here, you got to fire up Dalton Schultz as a strong start. Kind of interesting here with Schultz because four weeks into the season, he was at risk of being pretty much a complete non-factor for fantasy. In week four, he did his first like solid fantasy game, 13.2 PPR points, but his raw participation actually saw a huge drop off. It fell below 50%. He didn't really do much in the first three weeks, but at least his usage was solid in terms of his routes. Week four totally fell off, but then from weeks five through nine, he's averaging 16.3 PPR points per game. He's gone for 60 or more yards in three of the four games over that stretch. He's averaging 8.3 targets per game over the last four, and I think he's someone that you can start in your fantasy football lineups with a lot of confidence moving forward. Then for the Bengals, actually all three of these tight ends were pretty involved on Sunday Night Football, but they are just running a full-on committee here, so I would be wanting to uh, sit all of these tight ends here for the Bengals. So we Smith, uh, Tanner Hudson, Andrew Sample. The next matchup, probably one of the better tight end matchups this week, the 49ers taking on the Jaguars. I think both these guys are pretty clear starts. Both are nice mid-tier tight end ones rest of season. George Kittle, kind of a low weekly floor, but he does have a very high weekly ceiling. I think you fire him up with confidence. And then Evan Ingram, he's just been a very, very consistent option week to week. Hasn't hit in the touchdown department, but outside of that, he's had a very high weekly floor, solid volume week to week. 
I like him as a nice mid-tier tight end one moving forward. In the next matchup, we're going to have the Saints taking on the Vikings. And over the last few weeks, Taysom Hill has kind of gone from like a dude who is barely rostered in most leagues to now being someone I think you can count on week to week. I have him here listed as a start. Um, and he's coming off his most complete game of the season in terms of just being involved in like every single facet of the offense. He is emerging as a key, key piece in this Saints offense. So looking back at week nine, he had 11 carries, five targets, and a pass attempt. So he's had certain games where he logs a lot of carries. He's had other games where he runs a lot of routes and sees a lot of targets, but he hasn't really been able to blend the passing, rushing, and receiving together in a single game. That is what he did in week nine. He's consistently very involved on the goal line, and not just as a rusher. He had a three-yard touchdown pass, obviously near the goal line, and then he also caught a one-yard touchdown pass. So he really is like a triple threat once they get near the goal line. A few weeks ago, it was pretty tough to trust that Taysom Hill would have like a locked-in, consistent weekly role, but he just continues to be more and more involved in this offense, and he's actually producing with these opportunities. It's not like they're empty touches. He is balling out. He actually out-carried Alvin Kamara in week nine. He was also more efficient on the ground, and then they both actually saw the same number of targets. So Taysom Hill has earned a solid workload. I think he's going to continue being involved. Now, is he going to replicate his uh, week nine production every single week? No, you know, catching a touchdown pass, throwing a touchdown pass, that's not something that's going to happen week to week. But even without those touchdowns, this type of workload is something that is definitely startable at the tight end position. Then on the other side for the Vikings, you fire up TJ Hawkinson. It doesn't look like Jefferson is going to play in this game. So you're going to have Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson as the clear top two targets. I think you had to like what you saw out of Josh Dobbs in his first game with the Vikings. So you continue to fire up TJ Hawkinson, even without Kirk Cousins at the quarterback position. In the next matchup, we have the Packers taking on the Steelers. And we saw Luke Musgrave's best fantasy day in week nine. He's someone I've talked about as like a waiver wire pickup. I do think he's interesting if you're desperate at the tight end position, but at this point, I still have him as a sit. He just hasn't been able to command a lot of volume consistently, and the production week after week just hasn't really been there. Could he break out in the second half? I do think it's possible, but as of right now, I do have him as a sit, and then going to be uh, sitting Connor Hayward for the Steelers. Not really a shocker there. Next is going to be the Titans taking on the Buccaneers. For the Titans, going to be sitting Chigo Conquo. Just really hasn't been able to string together, you know, solid fantasy days week after week. And then for the Buccaneers, we have Kate Otten coming off of a huge week nine, two touchdown receptions, hitting the yardage department also. I feel like some people may have seen that game and then want to go and fire up Kate Otten. Personally, I'm not there. He hasn't had much consistency week to week. The tight end position is one of those where like the bar is pretty low, where you can hit like a two touchdown performance kind of randomly, and then people are going to fall in love, pick you up off of waivers and fire you up into your lineup. I wouldn't be shocked if Kate Otten like didn't hit a boom game rest of season. Maybe he's starting to turn a corner here. It's just not something I really want to buy into, especially after one week. So maybe if he goes out and has another solid game in week 10, I reconsider heading into week 11, but right now he is going to be a sit for me. In the next matchup, we have the Falcons taking on the Cardinals. A lot of fringe tight ends here. For the Falcons, Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith are both going to be fringe options. Pitts is still leading in the route participation by a little bit, but both these tight ends are very involved. Neither of them have like elite usage in terms of their routes run, but they're both fine. Jonu Smith just kind of continues to be involved. They are also using him near the goal line, which is kind of frustrating if you roster some of the Falcons top targets. But I think both these guys are relevant as like higher end tight end twos week to week, especially with four teams on bye. 
here in week 10. And then for the Cardinals, want to talk about Trey McBride here because he gets some pretty good news at the quarterback position. It looks like Kyler is likely going to make his debut this Sunday, barring some sort of a setback throughout the week. And we also saw Trey McBride operate as the number two target behind Hollywood Brown in week nine. Now his route participation did drop a little bit down to 63%, which is not ideal, but I would expect that to go up. I mean, the game script wasn't super competitive, so that could have been a factor. I'm excited to see Trey McBride's usage and what he can do with Kyler at quarterback. I think he's definitely trending up rest of season and is probably someone I view as like a back end tight end one um, here in week 10. Next is going to be the Lions taking on the Chargers. I think we have a pretty clear start and then some sits here. So Sam Laporta coming off the bye week, you continue to fire him up as a mid to high end tight end one. And then for the Chargers, this is the same story every week. They're running a tight end by committee. So sitting Gerald Everett and Donald Parham Jr. That's going to lead us into the Giants taking on the Cowboys. Um, Darren Waller going to miss some time and the quarterback position is just a mess for the Giants. So definitely going to be sitting Daniel Bellinger, plus a tough matchup here against the Cowboys. Definitely not a good look there for the Giants tight end position. For the Cowboys, I have Jake Ferguson as a start here. He put together an elite 89% route participation in week nine against the Eagles. It was his best game of the season. He was targeted 10 times, caught seven of them for 91 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. I think he's someone who's going to continue to break out rest of season. feel like he's a probably mid to back end tight end one for the remainder of the 2023 season. In the next matchup, we have the Commanders taking on the Seahawks. I feel like Logan Thomas is like the definition of a fringe option. He's going to be a fringe tight end one. That's what he is in terms of his point per game number. I believe he's a back end tight end one at this point, but a lot of those guys are very clumped together. So he's going to be a fringe play for me. If you play him, it's fine. Um, obviously, you don't have an elite option at the position, but definitely someone who's playable week to week. And then for the Seahawks, still a committee here going to be sitting Noah Fant. Next matchup, not great at the tight end position. Jets taking on the Raiders. Tyler Conklin going to be a sit. Only uh, offensive weapons I want to start for the Jets are Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. And then for the Raiders, Michael Mayer kind of started to improve on his usage. Unfortunately, the Raiders haven't been able to put together really explosive passing games. So when you have Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers involved, it's going to be tough for a third weapon to really kind of firmly break out. So he will be a sit for me at this point. And then the final game of the week, Broncos taking on the Bills. For the Broncos, Adam Troutman is a pretty clear sit for me. And then for the Bills, I think he can fire up Dalton Kincaid with a lot of confidence here. He logged a 98% route participation on Sunday Night Football. That is absurd usage at the tight end position. He has put together three straight big games. Um, Three weeks ago, he went eight for 75. Then he went five for 65 and a touchdown. And then he went 10 for 81 in week nine. I feel like he's a mid-tier tight end one at worst moving forward, really starting to break out. Uh, First round pick, you have to feel very good if you have Dalton Kincaid on your roster moving forward. And that's going to wrap it up for all the week 10 tight end matchups. Hopefully this helps you figure out the tight end position in your lineup this week. If you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.